Good day to you film fans. How are you? I hope this finds you well. Happy Easter. Uh, You find me on Easter morning. I'm getting myself ready to head back to London to Star Wars celebrations. I was there on Friday hosting an Andor panel, which is quite relevant for today's episode. And today I'm heading back there to host a panel on uh, Visions, which some of you might not be familiar with. Star Wars Visions is a collection of short animation films that have been made by animation houses all over the world. The first season is already up on Disney Plus and the second season is what I'm talking about today. And they've genuinely got the most incredible artists involved in this. And they're given free reign to kind of pick out an element of the Star Wars galaxy and write a short film and make an animation around it. And I was really blown away and wasn't really familiar with the first season until I was asked to do this and then totally got immersed in it and then I've just watched all the the little films for the second season and it's so brilliant and it goes back to what Guillermo del Toro was saying when he picked up the the BAFTA and the Oscar for Pinocchio was that animation is not just a kid's thing it's a really brilliant way of being able to tell stories in such a gorgeous and unique way so if you aren't familiar with visions yet it's all up on Disney Plus and I'd highly recommend it, not just for the great storytelling, but also just the, the variety of animation and how different countries veer and steer towards specific types of, of animation. So, yeah, go and dive in and enjoy. So here we are then, uh, another episode of Soundtrack and our latest guest. Well, he's an actor and director and he goes by the name of Diego Luna. Diego is, of course, the star of Andor, which you can watch now on Disney+. Plus. If you haven't seen uh, season one yet, you need to change that right now. So you're ready for season two, which is currently in production. And after our panel on Friday, uh, all is going well, apparently. And... Yeah, it, that's actually up on YouTube to watch if you want. I'll stick a link up on our socials for you to go and watch that panel because it was fascinating. We had um, Tony Gilroy, who's the creator and exec producer, Kathleen Kennedy, I mean, goddess of Lucasfilm. Um, we had Diego. We had Nicholas Patel. Oh, it was so nice to see Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. Amazing work on this season of Succession. And then we had... Luke, who's a production designer, we had John, who's the editor, and we had Michael, who's costume designer. And so it was just wonderful to celebrate the collaboration and the work that all these different departments do and how involved and how important they are to the storytelling. So I'll stick a link up on that. But as I mentioned there, Nicholas Bretel, yes, uh, and or is scored by Nick. And we'll begin with his main theme. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for for the interview. I mean, I know how busy you are and you're in the middle of 
filming season two, which is very exciting for us fans. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to, to talk about it. Before we get on to Andor, I hope you don't mind, I wanted to talk a little bit first about you as a director and music and that beautiful luxury that you have as a creative, as a director of working with a composer and things on, on music in your films. Because one of my favourite films ever, Into the Wild, Michael Brook did the score for, who of course composed one of your films. So yes. I hope you don't mind if we start there and then we go into Andor in a second, just because it's a really exciting part of your, you know, a part of your story is is this side of it as a director and and where that journey's going once you finish this mad crazy world of Star Wars and and that kind of thing. So being a director and thinking about music, how is that conversation and that relationship for you and how important is music for you in telling your stories? It's really important. There, there is two two questions I I I make myself, uh, you know, when when directing is the and they're essential for me to understand the film I want to make or, and to feel ready to go out there and try to, try to connect with others and, and tell my story. What is, uh, what's the music that matters to, to these characters? What's the music these characters are listening to? You know, mm. uh, it, is something, it, it is something that I, I need to know. I need to know to understand who they are, you know, uh, and it's important. It's important. It's it's through music that I've made like many important connections in, in my life. You know, it's uh, talking through music that I started to learn how to talk to, to, to the girls I like when I was in school. <laughs> um, it's it's through music that I, I was like really able to have a, 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 a an interesting relation with a with with my friend and cousin that it, in fact it happened to 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 become the composer of of many projects I did before you know because he he actually became a musician for me yeah music is really important in terms of of setting also a time a moment you know, and uh, and understanding uh, the moment, like what music they were listening to, tells me uh, a lot of uh, the ground the characters touch. You know, or yeah. uh, and then music. I want you to be listening when you hear the story I'm about to tell you, which is very different sometimes. You know, uh, and sometimes uh, it's not. Sometimes it's the same. But uh, but it's a different question, and I think it, it, it deserves a different answer. If you end in the same place, then there's a reason uh, for that. But uh, but it's a it's a different reflection, and I think it's uh, that that is something that happens from the moment you start writing, you know, to the moment you start directing and shooting. I tend to be listening to the music. I think the yeah. score will will have while I'm shooting and while I, I'm just having you know like my coffee in the mornings or the drive to set or that that music is is there you know yeah. because it sets you in a tone you know it it, it brings like it, it brings a vibration that can stay with you and that for me is needed to go back to to have clarity you know so even though not many times i get the opportunity to work with the composer from the beginning I do I do have the clarity on, on who I want to work with and why, mm -hmm. you know. And just a few times I've had to to change that. 
but even though the person that that wasn't at the end part of the show, it ended up being a great influence to to the film, you know. Yeah. What was it about Michael's work in particular? Was there a particular piece of his work that? Same, same, oh, same, same as that I mean, film. You, you talk that film is the music, you know. I mean, uh, that I can I can close my eyes, put the put the music and and see the film. Yeah. You know. And I saw it once or twice, uh, and I thought it was great. Also, really like the idea of him uh, working with an actor director. You know? uh, to me, yeah. that 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 was something. You know, I was like, well, this this man is used to to talk to to someone that is directing uh, with probably a few of the tools I have and uh, and the lacks I also uh, I'm sure I, I I will have. You know, and that marriage I think as well of Michael's work but Eddie Vedder as well and kind of how those mm-hmm. two things sonically just kind of I don't know for me they're almost like the heartbeat of that entire film you know what I mean they're they're the character they're the location they're just there are so many things I just think it's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful marriage weirdly every time I see a kind of um a bus like that as well it's kind of it's like the the movie almost yeah. kind of flashes in front of me yeah 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 yeah. yes it's true it's it's very it's very strong but there is there there is uh Obviously, I was I was thinking and, and talking to my partner about this interview I was about to to do, and and, and we were talking about the work of uh, of Michael Nyman and uh, the work of the Mertens. It is quite interesting how a sound uh, represents a time of my life and 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 the way I related to film. You know, that does remind me, or that triggers something I was really worried about at the time that made those films matter to me in a way nothing yeah. else mattered. And it's interesting because I, I mean, I still remember when we had CDs and, uh, and uh, you still have and them because I that... would throw mine away. I still, no, I would throw it. them away. I have to keep them. It's a history of my life. Yes. <laughs> but also what they, what they had uh, in common with film is that you, they ask you to be played in order, you know? You could mess with the order. Yes, of course, you could play one and then four and then three and then nine, but you would have to like really want to do that, you know? <laughs> and and uh, right now with all these platforms, uh, I mean, it's really hard to to be convinced to follow an order and, and you have to yeah. almost ask the ask the platform to stay and stick to the the order you know of, of the album and, and uh, there is all these like uh, uh, sound lists or you know, yeah this how, I don't even know how to call them yeah it's so disposable but, isn't it it's kind of like 
on to the next it's kind of I've got I've got two kids and and my youngest who's nine I constantly go and stop fast forwarding things just watch stop it, it yeah <laughs> watch it and, and the the playlist you know you go like why why would you mess with the order someone I mean someone's thoughts had you know like someone yeah. thinks about putting together an album for you to hear it that way I remember when when I, I, I used to hear the soundtrack of films, it mattered to me to have, yeah, the CDs and play them in order because I could shut my eyes and see the film through the music, you know? Yeah. And uh, and uh, anyway, so I was thinking of, of, of names that matter to me because it's not music that has been part of my films necessarily. Yeah. You know, Vim Mertens, but it is it is something I've used so much to edit. You know, and it brings a, a pulse, a rhythm, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, and it helps you a lot. Uh, with Michael Nyman, is it is it a particular piece of Michael Nyman's? I mean, the I, the cook, the wife. Uh, yeah. You know, the it's uh, wow, it's great, and and then piano. Uh, piano, and then him. I yeah. I have to say because I became obsessed with him. As he became obsessed with Mexico, you know, <laughs> I saw him playing a few times. Uh, one in one in in Colombia in a festival called the Hay Festival, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that is about literature and uh, and he was there playing uh, one night, and I found it so like inspiring, and and, and I had a conversation with him, and he was talking about my city. Uh, as if he was talking about the most exciting place in, in, on earth. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Wow. Because your your music almost represents that to me, you know? And then oh. kind of like became friends. We saw each other a lot. And we even talked about working together. It never yes. happened. But, uh, the next uh-huh. film. You know. He's amazing. He's amazing. But uh, to be honest, I have great relations uh, with musicians. And, and one I always end up working with is... It's my cousin, who's, his name is Alejandro Castaños, and it's a, a fantastic composer. He has done a lot of film, and uh, but he's also like a hardcore contemporary composer that, you know, he writes these pieces for tons of musicians and, yeah. and that are so complicated and interesting. But at the same time, he loves doing, doing music for film. I just did a, a, a TV series... Uh, in Netflix that he he made the the music for and I had the best process everything will be fine everything will be fine he does the music there but he also does the music in in I I have another show called Bread and Circus that is about you know we we discuss politics around a meal I cook uh, for interesting people that think differently and we kind of set a table for them to to discuss and, and and to talk and 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 he does music for that which is like it's nothing to do with with the film or the documentaries we've made uh, and he enjoys it he enjoys like he did the music for the theater play i just did uh, it's a very strong connection and I, I i find myself very very happy always working with him the dialogue is is so open and so yeah. honest <laughs> and it's so easy to tell him because it's difficult to talk music you know to me, it's very difficult. I I didn't have a, a musical education at all. Uh, my father was an architect and a set designer, and it's very much about the yeah, drawings and elements that you can touch and feel and you place in 
and uh, and music is different. To talk about music, it's so complex, and I love the way he he allows me to be just incorrect all the time, you know. And he ends up understanding what I want to say, uh, yeah. but it's because I know that guy since I was thirteen years old, and uh, we we went to see films together. We we discover like I don't know pop fiction together. We wow. and we 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 grew up together. We used to go to. The, he would take me every weekend to see concerts uh, in in the Philharmonica in 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 Mexico, and uh, and he taught me how to listen basically to music and 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 how to enjoy that. So yeah, he I would say he's my partner, and he will be for a long time. Oh, what a beautiful relationship to have, both personally, but have that inspiration person who inspires you like that. It's amazing. The 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 use of composers in in both. Gareth's film, you know, back in 2016 with Michael Giacchino and using some of the original John Williams music and then having Nick Bratel on the TV show as well. Talk about kind of creme de la creme when it comes to contemporary composers. I mean, yes, mm. amazing. It's so amazing, great. amazing. And the way, and, and you know what, it's because, uh, I think it's because of Tony Gilroy. Tony Gilroy is the 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 producer, showrunner, or the the writer, the ma- mastermind behind our show, and he loves collaboration. He enjoys collaboration like nothing else. Like for example, yeah. the the uh, on the first season, uh, the music for the funeral was composed like a year before we shot that. It's because I think Tony loves doing one thing, which is inviting you to his writing process, you know, making you involved from the beginning. And I think that brings the best out of you, you know, when you are part of things from scratch, from the basic element. And uh, and the music in, in Andor is a very important part of what we're doing. Like, I remember shooting that episode and and, uh, and the director was playing the music for me. You know, wow. that doesn't happen often. Like, no. you know, it's you know, helpful. this thing of like, a, how helpful well, is it? As helpful as it is for audiences to feel something when <laughs> yeah. there's music. You know, this thing of like, the scene is great, but wait till the, there's some good music behind. Then it'll break <laughs> it. Well, same thing with your acting, you know, you're acting and you're trying to get to the emotion. But then if Nicholas's music comes in, you're just, it triggers emotionally so much more, you know? Sometimes I had to ask for that to be turned off because I I said, I, I want to cry in every moment. I, I don't want to be like in tears for the whole episode. Can you please turn that off? Um, 
He's done something. I mean, he's such a love. We've been lucky enough to have him on the podcast, I think three or four times actually, way back mm-hmm. for, you know, when his work with Barry Jenkins on on Moonlight and if Beale Street could talk and succession yeah. and and kind of all that. And he just he's just able to kind of just get to the soul of things, I think. That's kind of what his theme mm. seems so effortless with him. And he's just this lovely little man who's just so infectious with his enthusiasm for what he does it's absolutely absolutely beautiful have you have you had much kind of collaboration with him have you spoken to him is he on set not really i mean i met him i uh, i've had a a few opportunities to talk to him and and Mm. remind him how much i admire uh his his work and how much it means for me to be doing this with him. But I would say that most of his work was done with Tony, was done before we went to shoot and yeah. after we shot. But we have this thing in, I mean, we say it all the time. And, you know, every time we we, we finish a shot, we go like, I mean, even though that Nicholas's music is going to make this amazing, we we have we can do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do better. Uh, or when we have an amazing moment, you know, one of those epic shots that suddenly you go like, "Shit, did we just do that?" <laughs> yeah. uh, that obviously, someone always says, "Like, imagine when the music's on." Like, I mean, this is just gonna become part of uh, <laughs> film history, you know. And it's all because of of, of the matter of matters. We are very lucky to to have him not just in the show, but so excited with the show because yes, that 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 makes Andor quite unique, you know. But I think it's like I, I, when I talk about Andor, and that's why I blame I blame Tony Gilroy. <laughs> that happens almost in every level, you know, of the yeah. show. Like we, when we talk about the set designer, production designer. Uh, Luke Hall is, is this genius, genius young man that uh, that comes up with these amazing ideas, and his execution is so like meticulously perfect. You know, he covers every angle, every every perspective, everything is there, uh, and he delivers he delivers so easily. 
it's incredible and 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 the costume designer michael wilkinson and emma the 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 makeup designer she has to do crazy amount of characters and every character is unique and special and different and it happens with in every level of this show so, so that just happens when when the lead and when the writing and when the material uh, has integrity and 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 it just yeah. brings people that understands what a good opportunity is you know and, yeah. and knows that when to take those opportunities the cast i mean wow on, it's an amazing cast you used yeah, the go. word unique and i think that that's such a good way to describe it because we just could not get enough of it you know and i it's just so excited for this second season as well and one of the things that i'm kind of really excited for is that you look at this cast and there are a number of the, the kind of main characters that you've not even had scenes with yet and you're kind of like oh you're so excited for the prospect of there being that moment in this new season, you know, in terms of when when things collide or and I've I've no idea what's happening and I know you can't talk about it, but just the prospect of having have that first season and being absolutely blown away by it and knowing with this next one, there is the potential of these characters being in a scene together. It's kind of like, oh my God, it's so exciting <laughs> as a fan. I think it it, it is the uniqueness or or this it's something we we are not used to anymore, you know, to be surprised by what we see. I think it, I think that has changed dramatically, and uh, I, I tend to sound like a like an an old man just like complaining <laughs> about the world changing, but I am a little bit. I really think of that as I was talking about CDs. I do I do remember when. You used to go to the cinema without knowing anything about what you were going to yeah. see. It was just like, I'm seeing this because it, it was programmed in the cinema that is near where I live because it's playing at the time I can I can go. <laughs> and because the poster looks quite similar to the stuff I like. I'm going to yeah. find out who's in the film. I'm going to find out what the music sounds like. I'm going to find what the ending is and what happens and the tone. And uh, I, I might know it's a comedy, but no more than that, or if it's a drama. And and today you already have an opinion of what you're about to see uh, because of the social media, the amount of talk, mm. trailers, you know, the music, you know, the clothes they'll be wearing, you know, everything, everyone playing on it, you know, what they went through, you know, their stories. It's like, and and it's quite amazing when in this jungle we live in, something comes and comes out of nowhere. You yeah. know? And I think that's what happened with our show. Came out of nowhere because uh, because we are part of a universe called Star Wars, but we are meant to be different. No one knows where to place our show. You know, you go like, yeah, I'm I'm looking at a Star Wars show, but I wanna I wanna celebrate it for being realistic. Uh, how can I do that? You know, <laughs> I'm talking about a story that happens in a galaxy far, far away, but I want to celebrate <laughs> how realistic and 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 yeah, uh, uh, how down to earth it feels, <laughs> even yeah. though we're not we're talking about another galaxy. I think the show it's refreshing because of that because it came as part of a, a universe uh, that that. Uh, I think has many, many chances to grow and to be many other things, you know? Yeah. And this show came to say like, yes, 
you can still be part of this universe. You can be still still be part of of, of this uh, family and be yourself. You know, you can be different. And I think it's it's also interesting that we we shot this uh, in the worst times of the pandemic. You know, yeah. uh, so uh, no no one saw it coming. You know, we were there by ourselves. We were one of the first shows that went back to work. And we were shooting in this bubble inside a bubble uh, while the world was uh, like struggling to to see what was going to happen. And we got away with doing this show without many even noticing uh, that it was happening, you know. And we yeah. were given complete freedom from Disney and, and, and Lucas and... Uh, and we got a great team. And, and also, it meant so much to all of us because we, we were just given the opportunity to do what we love the most in a moment no one was doing it, you know? Yeah. In a moment where we were questioning if, if, if there was room for us, if there was a future for what we do. And we were there. We knew we, were, we had this great gift and we had to deliver. It was so intense the whole process you know because of when it happened do you notice a difference though between that and and filming this new season for for various reasons because of the success of season one because you're not you're not able to kind of remove yourself from the world in the way that you did with that first season is it hugely different experience for you it is it is a, a a much more enjoyable one in terms of of the dynamic and and what what shooting the show asks for all of us, we can handle it better. It was hardcore to do it before. Many yeah. of us, uh, we come from from abroad. We 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 don't live in the UK, and we suddenly had to stay in the UK, you know, to shoot this. We were thinking of going back home much more than we were allowed to. We couldn't celebrate. If there was a moment where you shot something that you were really proud of and you were really happy to achieve. There was no no chance to go to the pub and have a beer. There was, in fact, we were not allowed to hug. You know, we had to celebrate from afar, going, "Yeah, great!" and <laughs> go home and 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 close your door and stay there by yourself and not allow anyone in. I mean, it was a hard time for everyone. Mm. Uh, but uh, I'm not saying that uh, that it was just for us. But what I'm but this season. We are doing stuff we were not allowed to do. Uh, we're enjoying it much more. We are feeling part of, of a family that suddenly was allowed to go out, was allowed to, to interact, to touch. And one thing that is important is that we know we're not alone. There's people out there that really love the show. This is, this is a show you cannot test when we were shooting under. You, you can't, it's Star Wars. I mean, you don't do focus groups. You know, no one's supposed or meant to to know anything about it. The secrecy is is brutal. So we were just working, thinking of, well, if we like it, someone out there might like it. Let's make sure we do something we would love to watch yeah. as audience. You know, that's the only thing to the 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 only tool we had to measure what we were doing is how much do you care about it? How much are you enjoying the ride? How much do you care about these characters and this story but that's everything we knew and to me we know this story matters to others and that is a a beautiful beautiful thing you know Uh, we know this story matter and this story 
was celebrated for the same reasons that we decided to do it, you know, because yeah. many times they celebrate the stuff you do, but for other reasons you know, <laughs> yeah. that have nothing to do with your connection <laughs> with the show. But this time, the stuff we were reminding ourselves every day is what yeah. people wrote about it, you know, how yeah. realistic it had to be, how mature, how complicated, how much in the gray areas we should live. How much uh, we we wanted to to talk about real characters, you know, mm. that had uh, that, that were and complicated characters, yeah. you know, not to judge them, not to be able to say, okay, this guy is good, this guy is bad, and therefore, you know, the, this one's gonna do this. To find conflict and to and to find contrast uh, in every character. And uh, and then the, the show was celebrated for that. And, and that means a lot to us. You know? Yeah. Two quick things before we run out of time. But um, the other unique thing about it, I guess, as well, is that it's kind of the flip of how you normally tell stories in terms of, you know, with Rogue One, we knew the ending. You know, this is going back and you're it's beautiful. You kind of even though we kind of know, you know, the end point of this, there's just this amazing connection with this character and I think that that's like what you were talking about it's, it's down to just this beautiful jigsaw puzzle of all these people who want to do their best but collaborate as well yeah you know you know when I think about this uh, like how can I how does this relate to other stuff I've done or I like to see and it's it's historical stories you know uh, when an event, you know, happened, but now a film is going to tell you what they were thinking, what they were yeah. eating before it happened, what made them make that choice. What is there in the intimate world of these characters you don't know that is going to make you see the event from a different perspective yeah. and understand it uh, in a way you didn't before. I mean, to to me, that's that's what what this show is yeah. about. Like, if you watch Rogue One, you know what this character is capable of, but you don't know how he gets there, and that's what we're gonna tell you. How how uh, someone gets to sacrifice everything for a cause? What needs to happen in the life of that person? That's what this show is about. Yeah. But we know what he's capable of doing, and hopefully, at the end of season two, you watch the film again, and you'll go like shit. I am seeing it from a different perspective. Now I get it. You know? I've got a whole day planned out where I'm going to watch it in chronological order, finish off with the film. I can't, I can't wait. Oh, this, that's yeah, so that, cool. I I'll, can't wait. I'll be doing the same thing. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> One day. Last thing, how do you, with the whole secrecy thing, is it hard? I love this. I love <laughs> the idea of making sure... In fact, it's not just about the secrecy, you know. I'm going to say something I've never say, said, uh, uh, and it's true, uh, even though I'll, I'll, I'll say it's not. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really enjoy the idea also of being able to make sure I confuse you enough that you, you, when you watch it, you are surprised, you know, because why, why, would, you, why would you need to know, you know, what... You were supposed to be told once yeah. through images and and, and, and and through dialogue and events and music. And we <laughs> we work so hard. We work so hard in, in, in putting together a, a show that lasts 12 episodes. We take so much time in making every decision and uh, every choice on the way to deliver what we deliver. That why ruin the experience for you? I think I love, uh, as I told you, 
I, what I love about the way I, I was introduced to film is that it was always a shock. It was always yeah. a very unique and new experience for me. I had to wait for things to come out. And I, therefore, I had to wait to make, to have an opinion, you know? Yeah. Today, we are, we, we kind of celebrate that people have already an opinion of stuff that hasn't even happened, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's about having an opinion. And you go like, well, it's nice to remind you that you might have to wait to have yeah. an opinion uh, yeah. because we, we're just making it. <laughs> and there's so much we know, but also so much we don't know. I like that freedom. I, I keep going on about it as well, about the waiting thing as well. Like my kids, it's so healthy for them to have to wait, you know, week to week for an episode. It's the best yeah. gift. Apart from the show, it's the best gift that you've given us, that idea that you have to wait. No, we've got to wait till next week for another episode. It's so healthy yeah. for them because they don't have to wait for anything. You know, it's kind of like they're literally there the next day and it comes through the post, whatever. But it's like that's one of the, the many <laughs> other brilliant things I love. I was very worried about that. And today I am very like happy and excited about this format. You know, at the yeah. beginning I was like, people are just are too impatient. No one's going to watch the show. They're going to they're gonna wait for the whole show to be out and then they'll watch it without really wanting. Like the, the momentum yeah. is going to be lost. I didn't think nope. society had that capability anymore <laughs> of being of, of patience, you know. Yeah. Uh, my, myself, using myself as an example, <laughs> I was like, "Who's gonna wait? I haven't had to wait for anything in, in ages." But it's it's true. It's so nice. It's yeah. so nice to ourselves also that like the first reaction is not an opinion. Uh, the first reaction is just that. It's just the first reaction. But it's then emotional. if we allow that to sink, you know, and we digest and we think and we question and we revisit mm. and, and then we can have an opinion, you know. And it's when we discuss the substance and, and not just what's on the surface, you know. And uh, yeah. and sometimes we, we spend so much time deciding everything. We spend so much time thinking what's the best choice, what's the best way to do it, to say it, uh, what we have to be aware of, how to how to put together this story takes years of our lives, you know? And then thinking that people will watch it in one night, like, and have an opinion the next morning, talk about it in the afternoon, and then forget about it the next day. It's painful. So this I love this this thing of like well it's a three month thing you know yeah. it's three if you if you like it it's three months of your life yeah uh, it's not much to ask I mean <laughs> right no not at all oh I could chat to you for hours Diego it's so wonderful to get to talk to you both about the the fabulous Andor but also you know about this this journey that you're you're on as a, a filmmaker as well and I look forward to to what's next in, in, in that world as well and your collaboration with Michael Nyman on that next film so yeah. oh that would yeah. be awesome yes <laughs> um thank you so much for your time thank you um, thank happy you, thank filming you. and uh, and we look forward to season two take care thanks so much Diego thank you ciao bye
are from Nicholas Patel's score to Andor. That's Cassian Will Find Us. Rounding off this latest episode of Soundtracking with Diego Luna. Huge thanks to Diego for taking the time to talk to us. As I mentioned, you can watch Andor on Disney Plus and I genuinely can't wait for season two. It's doing something so different with regards to the Star Wars galaxy and I, for one, am fully on board. If you want to hear my chats with uh, Nicholas or, in fact, Tony Gilroy, you can head to edithbowman.com where you can also listen to every single episode of the podcast. And if you want to catch some of the content we have gathered over the years, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'll stick up my chat with Diego up on the YouTube channel. At some point today, God willing, my Wi-Fi allows me. Follow us on socials. We are Soundtracking UK and please do keep spreading the word amongst your friends. Next up, really lovely that they were able to get these two gentlemen, not together but individually, to talk about that extraordinary jump from game to drama not to take away the drama that's in the game, but I think you all agree that The Last of Us has been a bit of a phenomenon. I've got David Fleming and Gustavo Santoalala on next week's episode, two composers. Gustavo obviously did the game and then was taken on to work on the TV show and David brought in to work alongside Gustavo's work on the, the show. So yeah, David and Gustavo talking about The Last of Us on next week's show. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then. 